Hello and welcome to the Learning R podcast. I'm your host, Richard Treves. Coming up this week, in part one, I briefly outline who the Learning R podcast is meant for and what I'll be talking about in the coming weeks. In part two, I suggest you should use R Studio, explain what it is and how it relates to R, the program. In part three, I introduce the coffee challenge. I'm going to set myself as a way of giving you tips and advice on using R. In part four, I look at how R can be used in different contexts. This week, we're going to talk about data science. Let's kick off with part one, who I think will benefit from this podcast and what I'll be covering. I've decided to make it attractive to those learning R for the first time. You may be taking a university course in R, you may be teaching yourself from a book or from materials on the web, such as video tutorials. The podcast is meant for all of you. The way I describe it is as a sidecar discussion. It's there to support your other learning. I'd strongly suggest that the main way you need to be learning R is by practicing with it. Just listening to this podcast won't be enough. However, I'm hoping that the review nature of what the podcast does will be useful to you in a format that's easy to use in dead time, such as train journeys or when you're doing the washing up. In the coming weeks, we'll be looking at R through the lens of me trying to solve the coffee challenge, which I'll be discussing later. I'll also offer tips on how to get the most out of R, discuss what the tool can be used for, and also interviewing R power users to get their view on things. In the next few weeks, I'll be covering beginner topics and then we'll move on to intermediate topics later on. I don't assume any knowledge of programming, although if you do know another programming language, it will help you with R. On to part two. In this section, I'll be discussing R and RStudio, what they are, why you should be using RStudio and how the two interrelate. R the program works with what's known as the command line. If you install and start using R, you'll be using a window where you type in a command and R enacts it. An example would be typing 2 plus 3. When you hit the return key having done this, R will perform the calculation and show the answer 5. Another example would be the install package command. This downloads a package from the internet and adds it to R, building out the functionality of what R can do. R the program on its own is powerful, but it isn't easy to operate. By comparison, RStudio is what's known as an IDE, an Integrated Development Environment, that adds functionality making it easier to operate R. If you install it on your computer, it will operate R the program for you. The two work in tandem. Part of the screen, the bottom left as it happens, is basically showing you R the program and the command line interface. But the other parts of the RStudio screen allow you to do other things such as enter the code in a handy reusable way, see outputs like graphs, and also see other useful information. For example, the bottom right of the screen shows you the files in the directory you're working from. I'd strongly advise you to install and use RStudio. It will make your life a lot easier. There's a link in the show notes to download it. I'll be talking you through the features of using RStudio as we progress week by week. One of the wonderful things about both R and RStudio is that they're free to use. This also extends to the packages, which are also freely available. It doesn't cost you anything to install them. Now we finally get to part three, my coffee challenge. In order to talk you through the features of RStudio and to learn about programming in R, I need an example to work through. 
The challenge I've set myself is to look at my bank statements and work out exactly how much I spend on coffees as a fraction of my other outgoings. Buying a coffee is cheap, but I suspect I buy so much coffee that it will add up to a major outgoing. To meet this challenge, I'll need to go through three main phases with R. Firstly, I need to read in my bank statements. It is possible to write data directly into R, but you'll almost always be reading in data from files, so this is an important step. Secondly, I'll be cleaning up the data to make it usable. Thirdly, I'll be exploring the data in able to work out a way of separating out my coffee purchases from everything else. Finally, we'll do the processing and produce an output. I'm going to produce a bar chart showing the total amount I spend on coffee compared to some other major outgoings. The final topic we'll be discussing this week is what we can use R4. This week we'll look at data science. Data science is a term that describes the techniques, theory and processes behind the exciting journey where you take raw data and change it into insights and knowledge that you didn't have before. R as a program language was built from the ground up to meet this need, so it's an excellent tool for doing data science. Data science is a recent term and is a product of what's known as the data deluge. In our age of massive internet use, via our computers and smartphones, there is a mass of data available to analyse which simply wasn't there previously. There's so much data of such a wide variety that we need a new science to describe the theory and practice of analysing data. An example is wearable computers, such as Fitbeats. These can track our bodies. The English rugby team use wearable computers to measure heart rate and other body measurements as they train. The mass of data that this produces is so useful they found it possible to see when a player is coming down with a cold, even before the player is aware of it himself. We've already discussed the four-part process that I'll be following in my coffee challenge. If you remember, they were importing, cleaning, exploring and outputting. R provides tools for all these data science processes, but it's useful to expand out the exploring phase a little. It actually consists of two main parts, visualising and modelling. Visualising is self-explanatory, using graphs or other infoviz formats to show the data, allowing patterns to become apparent. We'll be looking at visualisation in more detail in later weeks. Modelling involves trying to understand the underlying patterns. For example, my coffee consumption may follow a pattern such as me buying about one cup of coffee every day, but not at the weekends as I make my coffee at home on these days. Or I may go crazy and have no coffee all week, but binge at the weekend with three shop-bought coffees a day. Building a model like this allows us to understand what's going on, it also allows us to identify anomalous data, which can tell us interesting stories. In this example, if my coffee consumption suddenly increases on a day, that may indicate an anomaly, such as me sleeping badly the night before, and I used coffee as a way to wake myself up. As we saw with the rugby players catching colds, data science can deliver great insights. However, it can also be used in ways that are ethically questionable. Cambridge Analytica scandal is a good example, where personal data from Facebook was used to group people eligible to vote in the USA election of 2016, and they were then shown adverts tailored to their biases in order to persuade them to vote a certain way or not to vote at all. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Learning R podcast. There are links and further tidbits in the show notes.
If you've enjoyed the podcast, do please share with your friends and rate us where you download your podcasts from.